0: scores again, Werner scores two and Hello FPL Surgery listeners, on this episode we discuss is it time to go big with our forward lines, we go through differential premiums that we think are being ignored, are we wasting our valuable budget on premium defenders and the best value budget players. Welcome back, listeners, to episode 190 of the FPL Surgery podcast. We are recording on Tuesday the 20th of October 2020. So it's been another, another crazy game week, and we're all here to digest it. How's, it. how's it going, Josh?
1: Good, thanks. Yeah, great game week, as have, uh, has, as have you had, I understand.
0: Uh, no, I have, I have. Um, you, you sound a lot happier than you did last week. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, after two pretty bad weeks, game week three and game week four, it's nice to... Uh, yeah, I have my best best game week of the season so far, and um, I think a 900k uh, rank rise. So um, yeah, much uh, in a much better place.
0: Very nice. Although you can imagine I had a bad game week one, two, three, and four. So yeah, yeah oh, I'm wow. I'm pretty happy too. I
1: think you're um, not too far behind me though.
0: No, I, I was looking last night. I'm starting to catch you. So oh,
1: start looking steady. over your shoulder.
0: Start looking steady. over your shoulder, Josh. Um now this week's guest is last season's Patreon League winner winning it in just her second season playing FPL with an overall rank of 2396. Please welcome to the podcast Emma aka Jump the Wave on Twitter. Hi there Emma, how's it going?
2: Ah, oh, I'm so excited to be on the pod. Thank you very much for inviting me.
0: Thank you very much for for coming on. I mean, you've only been playing like we said two seasons and you've had two very very good seasons. So, may I ask you how you got into FPL
2: yeah it was it's quite a funny story, really. So I have three boys and my husband, and they're all mad Chelsea fans, and I'd had to endure the the World Cup while we were on holiday in France, and we got back and they wanted to invite me to a friends and family FPL league, which sounded quite fun, <sighs> but I hadn't really watched any of the football, and I couldn't name. Three England players, let alone any other footballers in the Premier League. So it was all a bit awkward. But I trusted my lovely family. So I asked for their recommendations for my own team. And that was good. And we played the first week, and my team was awful. Because to be fair, none of the players that they'd recommended me were in their own team. And that's not a genuine recommendation,
0: is it really? No, it's not.
2: (laughs) It was clear that they picked people who they thought were good enough for me, but not for them.
0: Do you so remember I've the been, kind of players they were?
2: <laughs> I do remember. I think I had I think. I, no, I can't really remember. Anything. I was so traumatized. I've been completely <laughs> stitched up and I was deeply patronized because I've been bought into this whole game to lose. And so I thought, OK, I'm go, I'm going to quietly see if I can take you on. So every time they went out to, to play football or, or whatever, I would rush to my laptop and start researching football. So I'd watch the football matches. I listened to every pod I could find. I would visit the fan sites. I would watch games in secret and take notes. And (laughs) I organize it all into a spreadsheet. So I I managed to blow my wild card in week two, I think, or something, because... I, I just didn't really know what was going on, but but then it all started to come together and I started to understand the game and I'm just completely hooked and I now absolutely love football. So it's been a kind of transformation really and so much fun because we all watch the games together now and it's very competitive though.
0: It's a very big transformation and I'm guessing you, you won the mini league last season, the family mini league.
2: I did. Yeah, I wow. did. That was That was very satisfying.
0: After they tried to sabotage you, I bet they were, they yeah. were chuffed. We'll start with you, Josh, because I believe you got the lowest score. Um, how did, was your, yeah. although it was a good score, um, but yeah. how was it?
1: <laughs> it was great, yeah. Made, I had two free transfers, uh, kept in the whole of the international break. And then I made three uh, moves. So I took out uh, Jimenez, Werner and KDB. Um, and I brought in um, uh, uh, Salah, Kane, and Antonio. Um, So, you know, you could look at that and go, well, you know, you you dropped a few points there with obviously Jimenez scoring and Werner getting uh, two goals and an assist. But I brought in Kane, most importantly, and captained him and obviously Salah. So I I wanted those two in. Um, So, yeah, I did get the lowest score out of of the three of us, um, 85 um, minus four. So, um, so 81 um game week rank of 465k so really happy with that obviously like I said Captain Kane yeah some good points coming from from obviously from him and uh Sterling got an 11 so yeah really 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 happy and uh over to you guys for the for the your uh, biggest scores
0: only slightly bigger um but Emma how did how was your game week
2: so my game week was um the strategic element of it is I needed to sort out the mess I have pro- made the previous week with my middle of the night moment of madness where I transferred out Rodriguez <laughs> oh goodness that was really bad and so I, I determined that I was going to play sensibly and not like an adrenaline junkie and I was going to be patient with Werner so on Friday night which is the latest I think I've ever made a, an FPL decision I transferred out KDB and transferred in Son and I really wanted to bring in Kane as well but i promised myself I would stop taking hits so I've just I just now have Kane in my team it was
0: still a very profitable transfer so yeah all good it was
2: good good.
0: my game week I got 89 points um although I did I did do a hit myself so I guess technically I got 85 points I was um over which which Chelsea player to remove Havertz or Werner and I removed Werner um, I also removed KDB and I removed Jimenez as well. So I actually removed about 24, 25 points from my team. Wow. Um, I know. Although the, the amazing thing is, I'm only actually one point down on on those moves because I bought in Kane, who I captained, when I would have captained Sterling. I bought in Salah finally, um, who who scored a goal, and I can't even remember the last player I bought in. Um, oh, Watkins. Watkins. Watkins he blanked so then, we made exactly
1: which, the same moves didn't we which we was
0: did bizarre. but we didn't we didn't speak about them we just no. posted I put it on whatsapp yeah. and you were like I've done the same
1: so the same three <laughs> players out both brought in Salah and Kane but I went Antonio and you went Watkins
2: and you you both brought in Watkins well I'm disappointed in that because you've made his price go up and I wanted him
0: <laughs> that's the thing because he was only 5.9 million I was torn by him, between him and Morpay. Um but those villa fixtures they do look really nice don't they Yeah
1: I, I was between Antonio and Watkins um and I went Antonio purely because um as I mentioned on the pod last week I've got Martinez and Steer as my two keepers and I didn't want to rule myself out from being able to get the likes of Grealish or Barkley um and I thought if I go for Watkins then that's my villa three locked in so I thought I'll go for Antonio and then I've got a bit of flexibility moving forward on that third villa spot, as crazy as it is to say that. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, It makes sense to me, actually. Yeah, I can see the, the sense in that.
0: So I'd like to thank all of our new patrons, or well, I'd like to thank all of our patrons, and in particular our new Patreon, that's Connor Kelly, who's joined at the Patreon League level. Now there is a Patreon League with a £100 prize and that does close, you know, quite shortly within the next few weeks. And if you would also like to support the pod and join the FPL Surgery Patreon, please Google FPL Surgery Patreon. You can go on Yahoo Answers asking for how to find the FPL Surgery Patreon League or go to patreon.com forward slash FPL Surgery. Each and every week we thank the... The people who pledge at the highest level so those people that Andy Portlock, Vince Poyle, Ron Frosk and Ross from FPL Merch. Now we're going to go to Alan quickly and Alan's going to go over some stats.
3: Alan here with some key stats from game week five we start off with man of the hour Harry Kane who scored two goals for an next of 0.58 followed by Timo Werner also with two goals from an XG of 0.83, and Manuel Lanzini, whose goal came from a shot with an XG of 0.02. Biggest underperformer of the game week was Alexander Mitrovic, who amassed an XG of 1.06. He did of course miss that penalty. Second biggest underperformer was Pablo Fornals with 0.78, followed closely by Chris Wood and Foden at 0.73 and 0.67. Mo Salah had the most shots on target with four, followed by Marcus Rashford, Harry Kane, Dominic Calvert-Lewin and Bruno Fernandes all on three. It's more Bruno here as he tops the charts for chances created this game week with six, surprisingly followed by Theo Walcott at five, Even more Bruno, since he had the most touches in the opponent's half this game week. Although he has some way to go to reach runaway leader in that chart, Andy Robertson has now amassed a huge 337 touches. Bruno is fourth with 245, although he has played one less game. On to some team stats. Man United had the most shots of the game week with 28 and 12 on target. Second was Liverpool with 22 and 8 on target. Most chances created is again Manchester United with a huge 24 compared to Liverpool and Brighton in joint second at 14. That's all I have for now folks. Back to you Rich.
0: So welcome back listeners and we're going to go straight back to the headlines. Now our first headline is it time to go big with our forward lines. If we go to you first Emma, we've got a question from Gabriel because I believe you've got Werner and Gabriel's asking, I have Werner, should I keep him? So what are you thinking with with okay. you know Werner?
2: Yeah, so I think I would keep him unless you haven't already got Kane. And the numbers aren't really suggesting keeping him at the moment. I I did um have a look at uh, his stats, he had three shots, two on target, XG of 0.67 and XA of 0.55. But this is just the start of him having a host of different very talented footballers feeding feeding balls to him. And I think that Havertz and, and Werner seem to have a good bit of synergy developing as well. And a lot of people have moved off him. So if he does well over the next few weeks, he has a tough fixture next week. But if you can keep him for a few weeks, I think that that he's going to be getting goals.
0: Yeah, and you do get him at that slightly reduced price as well if you haven't got him already, but the nine point three millions, which does seem you know, very cheap. I mean, what what do you think about Werner, Josh?
1: I agree with him actually, yeah. If you've not got Kane moving to Kane, if you've got Kane alongside him, I probably Keep. I mean, the the difficult one at the moment is Aguero, um, yeah. which I'm, I'm in an R in about, not necessarily for my team, just as, 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 as whether he's, you know, a really viable option right now or not. So we had some um, contrasting um, uh, quotes from Pep. So three days ago, he said, Jesus will be out for more months. He has a big problem at the front of the leg. We have to be calm and cautious. he is not training. Then... Today, he said, Gabriel, Kevin and Imeric are expected back in the next weeks. So it's gone from months to weeks in the space of three days. And I really think that when it comes to Aguero, it, it really hinges on Jesus's fitness. If Jesus is out for months, great. I think, I think Aguero and Kane... Are, are viable to go for both of them at the moment, and I would never have thought I'd have said that at the start of the season because all we were talking about was the premium um, midfielders. I'd love to have both of them in my team if Jesus is out for a while. If Jesus isn't out for a while and it is only a matter of two or three weeks, then I think bearing in mind Agüero has only just come back and he's getting up to full fitness, I uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't personally bother, and therefore. You know, I think Kane's the only one you really need to uh, move heaven and earth for, really.
0: It is interesting that we're even discussing going three premium strikers because it was actually how I started the season. I had Kane, Werner and Vardy. And I mean, you had to sacrifice someone like Salah to to get those big hitting players up front, though. I mean, Emma, what do you think about Aguero?
2: So I I watched the Man City game really carefully and took a lot of notes. And Aguero looked to me like he'll really benefit from some settling in time. Um, there were really only a few moments of sparkle in the match that we come to expect of Aguero, like that really beautiful shot he sent he sent in that set up the goal for Sterling. And through the match, I had a quick look at his stats. He had one shot, none on tar- target, XG of 0.02. So I think that that week 8, 9 or 10 could be good to swap from Kane to him or perhaps bring him in alongside Kane if Kane is still really flying
0: you mentioned that one shot and I think it was just some really really poor header so that's probably why the XG on that one was was so low
1: the Kane to Aguero swap is is a very you know obvious and easy one right now I don't want to swap Kane out at all and the thought of keeping him long term is definitely there particularly as Spurs looking like a team that could push for the title at the moment um, but yeah I feel like exactly what Emma said. You know, a few more weeks, getting him up to speed, need to get KDB back in the team, a bit more service and creativity around him. City needs to look better. Um, and I think, you know, traditionally Aguero is is, is normally better at home as well. So um, I actually like, even though, you know, Kane is a way to West Brom and you wouldn't sacrifice Kane for Aguero um, Game week eight, but that home fixture against Liverpool where they're gonna be gunning for them with no Van Dyke, I absolutely love the look of Aguero for that week.
2: Oh, yeah. that's an, that's an appetizing thought actually. That could be quite fun if Aguero is starting to show
1: his form mm. by then. Yeah, it picks up a bit of form over the next two and then up against the you know, a, a Liverpool with no Van Dyke, even if Alisson was back, I just I think that they'd be licking their lips at that.
0: There's one big problem with that. Have you seen who Kane would be playing against that game week?
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. West Brom, West Brom. Yeah, West Brom away. <laughs> as in, you wouldn't sacrifice Kane for him, but it would be a lovely week if you were gonna bring him in alongside. I Kane.
3: Yeah, I think I feel week the same. To do
1: it. Yeah, yeah. And, but again, I think it's all about Jesus. If Jesus is out, then great. If if Jesus is going to be back soon, I feel the same as I always would about Aguero. I I personally wouldn't bother and. Um, And I think the other thing that we we haven't touched on with Aguero is that chances are when De Bruyne is back, um, he's not going to be on penalties. And this season, with the amount of penalties that we've seen so far, I do think that's a big uh, loss to his, you know, uh, um, potential points as an FPL asset.
0: I think it's quite interesting because I feel like if Aguero can t- maybe take and score a couple of penalties before KDB comes back, maybe he'll hold on to them, you know, Ooh. maybe a pull rank and you- obviously if he doesn't miss them. So, I mean, that could be something to monitor. I mean, also, I'd say I, I think Aguero is still worth the risk, even if Jesus is back. I think he's that good. Like But obviously you both say after he settles in, so maybe in a few weeks time. But I think he's always worth the gamble. And it's like, what, 1.9% ownership at the moment.
1: Yeah, the, the the only other thing I'd say on um on 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 going both of them um Kane and Aguero is that if one of them gets injured, there's no obvious downgrade. Um, you know, Vardy's not looking fantastic injured at the moment. Um, you know, would you go Werner? No, probably not. Martial is obviously suspended at the moment. It's it, 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 there's not an obvious downgrade. Whereas I feel like. Having the premium midfielders alongside Kane, for example, you know, it's simple. If, if, if one of them gets injured, you've got a whole raft to choose between KDB, Sterling, Bruno, Aubameyang, Salah, Mane. So there is that to think about as well. I feel like it's very it's a very short-term move, potentially going both of them. I think the structure of a team with two premium mids and Kane is probably better Why? than one.
0: Why couldn't you downgrade him to Werner? What's wrong with Werner? I thought you were a Chelsea fan.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't mean that I think he's a great FBN asset. I, don't, I, just, I just I just, don't feel that any one of the Chelsea players is 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 really that a great option at the moment. I feel like they're all options, but none of them is standing out and going, you know, I'm your man. Like, okay, Werner had a great game week just gone, but let's be honest, what did he do in the previous four? Um, Havertz has looked iffy, Pulisic is only back, Zayat hasn't started a game yet, you know, none of them, and and, and equally, I think that the goals and assists could quite easily get spread across all four of them, Um, so for me, I'm still premium mids and Kane, and just go with budget strikers alongside him.
0: So Emma, if you had to rank them, premium strikers in order, you know how? What's your? Do you have a preference for for these big three?
2: The, the forwards or, or all of Sorry,
0: them? Sorry, so the, the forwards, yes, yeah, so Kane, Werner, and Aguero.
2: Aguero, when he's in form, I think mm-hmm. is just such an exciting player to watch. And and for me, a lot of this game, it's it's for fun, you know. Get somebody who, when they play, it's exhilarating watching. Um, but Kane, I think can be can be good but I wasn't playing when he was you know at his finest so so I haven't really seen him um do that I do remember bringing him in for a game against Cardiff or Huddersfield and that didn't work out well (laughs) um and and Werner I mean he he looks like he's going to be a very exciting player we'll have to see whether he gets the points because he's the person through whom everybody feeds the goals or whether whether the Chelsea is is spread the points among you know five or more really good players
0: it's funny with Kane that everyone always remembers that that Cardiff game I think that put a lot of people off for yeah for a couple of years um so it's, it's very interesting but yeah so let's move on to our second headline we're going to look at the differential premiums that we think are being ignored first one we've got on the list is Raheem Sterling who's you know 6.9% owned I mean what do you think about Sterling Emra? is he is he one you you're looking at is he one you've got
2: So I was watching him in the Man City game and he was in the box a lot and he seemed to um, be very involved. But they were lacking a certain fluidity in in their play, which is probably accounting for why they had only one goal. Um, Yeah, so he's a kind of wait and see for me. I I want to see how City start to settle down a little bit. Um, They're obviously feeling a bit bereft with KDB. Aguero and and Jesus all out. That's
0: true. But it's always I guess that's why they're so lowly owned as well and I just always feel like at some point they're going to explode. And I guess it's whether you want to wait and you know see it happen or whether you want to spend all that money and
2: you know get ahead and Yeah. Hope. So I kept I kept Foden last week and I thought Foden was playing quite well. So I'm quite settled having just Foden for the moment till till I can see what's happening with Man City. He was no. he was playing he he was getting some good good positions he was very involved and and he seemed to be playing alongside Sterling there was some nice link play between them so yeah I think he's he's somebody to think of because he's He's an awful lot cheaper.
0: He is. And it was thanks to him actually missing that big chance that Sterling even got the goal in the first place. So <laughs> thanks to thanks to Foden for that. Now, what do you think, Josh, about Sterling? Obviously, you own him already, I believe.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, for me, I brought Kane in last week and could have brought Son alongside him. Um, but I decided not to because I wanted to keep Sterling. Um And I like him for two reasons. One, I've... <laughs> As as you have as well. Obviously, we've 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 ridden Man City through their poor results against Leicester and Leeds, um, and I feel like I don't want to come away from City. Um, you know, they are um, season on, on season the top scoring team in the league. Um, I think I saw a stat on Sky Sports the other day since um, August. Was it August last year, um, Sterling scored the most goals and assists um, in the premiership um, of all players. Um, and I think, you know, for me, you know, he's a great um, placeholder for KDB and, and I'm quite relaxed about it. Really. I can make the switch when KDB's back, when he's proved his fitness, when he's looking on form um but quite now but right now yeah happy just to have him there great placeholder and 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 keep keep some good and I hate the word coverage but coverage of that City team um hoping that they start to uh to 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 kind of go up the gears and score some goals in in the coming weeks
0: yeah I mean I, I love Sterling myself um I don't even see him as a you know keeping a spot for KDB I actually I personally prefer him to KDB and I still think he'll score more points than KDB this season. I mean, what's he had 20 points over the last two weeks, I, I could just see that continuing. And I mean, this week he's obviously playing West Ham, who, you know, at the start of last season, he scored that. Was it the start of last season? 2019? Yeah, game week one. Yeah, he scored that hat trick. And actually, I looked into it a bit further because a lot of people say he plays better with Jesus up top. Um, And they did actually start the game with Jesus up top. But Aguero came in in the 69th minute and Sterling actually scored two of his goals with Aguero on the pitch. So, I mean, I think he's a, a low key captain for this week. I feel like, you know, the fixtures really do turn. You know, Come game week 10, 10 onwards, you know, he's got Burnley and then Fulham. I'm I'm not getting rid of Sterling at all. I think at 6.9% ownership, I feel like it's just a matter of time um, until he he hauls. I mean, I'm was, talking he was captain plus. the other
1: day as well, wasn't he? He was he was he captain was, against um, who do they play? Come on. Um, Arsenal. He, he was captain, and um, I think it's great to see him up front alongside Aguero. You know, we talk about sort of OOPs. There's a lot of obviously premium midfielders that are playing further forward but you know I think Sterling never really has much defensive responsibilities um when he's playing through the middle so yeah he's he's a definite hold for me um I think there's one other player that does interest me at that similar price but we'll come on to him in a minute
0: I bet we will (laughs) um so we've already gone through our next one on our list was Aguero at 1.9 percent I think we've we've covered quite a bit about him in the first headline yeah. So we we're, we're move on to Mane at 8% ownership. He's dropped to, I believe it's 11.9 million. Um, Emma, what do you think about Mane?
2: Well, I really I was really impressed with how he's been playing. I think that he is looking amazing and I would have him over Salah if if he Salah didn't have penalties. It's going to be interesting. I know we're going to be talking about Liverpool defence later on and it's going to be very interesting to see how Liverpool adapt to not having Van Dijk in their team. Are are their defenders going to be attacking less because they have to defend more? And will there be a possibility of doubling up on Salah and Mane? Because the one great thing about those two at Liverpool is is all all the points nearly are shared between them. So it's not like you've got Sterling, Aguero, KDB, Mahrez, Foden, a host of people who can all get goals. Nearly everything from Liverpool comes through them. So. Yeah, I think I think that could be quite interesting to see how Liverpool reacts going forward.
0: No, it is true that they're the you know very key core of players at Liverpool. You know, score their goals, but I guess that's why they're so expensive because it's you know it's just a handful of their players that we can actually use in this game. Josh, at that price, are you, are you interested? I know you're a bit of a Manet fan with the well, post, poster on your wall, haven't you?
1: Well, yeah, So you keep saying. <laughs> um... <laughs> that's just what I've heard. Yeah. Um I love him. Absolute class player. He's outside of Chelsea. He's probably my favorite player in the league and um if if you know if ownership didn't come into FPL, I would have him over Salah all day long. Um but I I, I like to uh, sleep at night. So therefore um I'm I'm currently own Salah over Mane. Um but yeah, I, I think he's um I think he's great. He's great for the next two um, stats wise um, he's only played four of the five game weeks so far um, and obviously because he had he had coronavirus which ruled him out of, of, of game week four and he's actually joint highest uh, in terms of big chances um, with sun with seven big chances for the season so far um, but his xg actually is 3.69 compared to suns which is 2.46. So it says to me it's more sustainable moving forward. He's also got the highest XG of all midfielders, which is pretty impressive seeing as he's only played four of the five game weeks. Um, and from a statistics perspective, he was pretty non-existent game week one uh, at home to Leeds um, when obviously Salah bagged his, uh, his hat-trick. So it's really game weeks two, three and five that he's notched up those, those stats um, and I think he's really exciting for the next two. I am a little part of me thinks, oh, we could move Sterling to him this week and have the Salah and Mane double up. It's just then going into game week eight, I don't really want Salah and Mane uh, double up away to City. Um, it's it's you know I'd have to, I'd feel like I'd have to remove one without a doubt. But yeah, he's he, out of all the differentials we're discussing, he's the one that that really excites me.
2: Yeah, me too me too i think he's a great player so so exciting to watch
0: do you prefer him as an asset to, to sterling emma uh i want both <laughs> and and salah and kane <laughs> that's where it becomes I'll, I'll, uh,
2: i'm prepared to drop kane i i i was so disappointed by his press conference his not press conferences you know the team briefings in that film on netflix Oh yeah.
3: yeah. Yeah, that
2: that shattered all my illusions. But <laughs> about about I would hate to to be in that team, to be honest. What with Mourinho, who I think is awful. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was all that 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 crushed my dreams that, of loving Spurs forever. I think.
0: So that's that's put you off them, so. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Whereas whereas, uh oh, Klopp as a manager, just fabulous. If
0: you had to pick though, would you go Mane over Sterling or Sterling over Mane?
2: The logical side of me would say I would spread the risk. I also love Sterling as a player. He's, he's mm. great and I might well um, get him back instead of KDB when I, when I sell Kane. But it will have to be on, on the form and I need to see what hap- is happening to Liverpool. Whether they're going to try and deal with the deficit in their defence by, by opening their attack more. Because sometimes I do think the thing with Liverpool is, is sometimes once they've, they've got a safe margin in their game, they do seem to, to go a little bit more gently. Whereas take, City steamroller yeah. on and I, I'm kind of hoping that they open up their attack and, and carry on a little bit more um, because that would make for great football.
0: It was one of the arguments always against those Tottenham players as well, that they'd take their foot off the gas. You know, when once they'd taken the lead, they'd take their foot off the gas. They I did. 3-0. <laughs> yeah, <nil>. yeah. <laughs> the the <laughs> oh, goal. that
2: was so funny. Yeah.
0: But, but for the first 16 minutes... Yeah, I mean, they, they I definitely didn't take their foot off the gas there. <laughs> no,
1: but, god, um, um, oh, blimey, they could have kept it up, you know. 70, 74 minutes, we could have had some more goals and assists from uh, from Harry Kane. But, um, yeah, they definitely, uh, you know, tried to, to see the game out and um, didn't work at all.
2: Can you imagine going back into the dressing room after that match to face Mourinho?
0: I yeah. wouldn't fancy it. I, w- I wish the TV cameras were still there, to be fair. That would be... That that would be worth watching. I mean, yeah, I mean, just mentioning that game, actually, I mean, Kane could have easily had, you know, five attacking returns, you know, for the second time this season with him in the post and then with feeding Bale as well. And Bale's actually our next player on the list. He Again, he's the lowest owned player on this list. He's 9.5 million and he's just 1.1% owned.
2: I, I think he looked quite out of breath. I just got the impression that he's going to take a little while to get, to get up to speed, really. So um, I'm really looking forward to seeing him get back to his peak but he he's not somebody I would consider at the moment
0: no it's more 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 strenuous than golf I imagine (laughs) yeah
2: Um, yeah. I I mean Josh was big
0: in bail well that's unfair isn't it but Josh Josh was looking at bail last week and almost got him in
1: yeah I did but I um yeah I I kind of went with my head rather than my heart and that was the sensible thing to do um, I thought that the way he he created essentially that chance for himself, uh, which would have been a Kane assist, I thought was fantastic. Even if the finish wasn't there, it showed what was to come. Um, and he's great. He's going to be great. But I think, yeah, it, it was sensible to to go with um, the players that already up to speed. Um, I think Stefan said um, in our Slack group about... How, um, why would you go for Bale now when when Sun and Kane are, are ready-made options and performing? And it made sense. And um, sometimes you've got to li- listen to a, a sensible head like Stefan sometimes when it comes to uh, going with wild differentials like Bale, who wasn't even likely to start.
2: I totally agree. And And I can see there's a lot of transfers we're storing up for games eight to ten.
0: It does seem like it, doesn't it? I mean, I I agree completely with both of you. I think the chance that he missed, he did incredibly, you know, to create it in the first place. But like you, Emma, I think I've got those fitness concerns around him. And yeah, I don't, i would never captain him. It would always be Kane if I was going to captain a Spurs asset. So I think we'll go with a no for Bale. But again, I think he's one we're just saying to monitor. Now, someone who did put up some really interesting numbers this week, Marcus Rashford at 6.2% owned. Um, so what do you think of Rashford, Emma?
2: I, I love Rashford. I love Rashford as a player and I really hope he gets um the opportunity to score more this, this year. He was doing really well. I had him in my team a lot of the time last year. And then sometimes when he's pushed out into different positions, he seems to do less well. So so it will be but his, he was he's been performing so well this year with seven shots in the box. I mean he 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 is such a good player. I'd like to kind of see him really allowed to, to be the player he can be at Manchester United, I think.
0: That's the thing. He's been quite unlucky. Um, and obviously, getting to play, you know, up front for this game, it, it showed what he can do. And also, obviously, he had his penalties taken off of him by Bruno as well. So I, I do feel for him a bit. But, I mean, Josh, are you looking at Rashford or are you just avoiding Man United at the moment?
1: No, it was another one I considered last week, but very briefly. Um, and... Uh... I think for me, there's so many premium players and and, and we know we'd love to own them all, but we can't. And I feel like you've got to look at that top six and you're going to go, right, which teams do I really want to cover here? And right now I'm happy with City, one from City, uh, well, you know, one one premium player from City in Sterling, um, one from Liverpool in Salah and one from Spurs in Kane. And I think, you know, I can't, at the moment, justify a Chelsea and a United and an Arsenal alongside it. So I'm happy to go about United for a bit. Fixes aren't amazing. And I think let's let them get up to speed and actually, you know, prove us that they've got a bit more consistency before we start getting their assets on board.
0: Perfect. And we'll move on to our final one. So We've got Pulisic. Obviously, for Chelsea, he returned the other day and he's 4% owned. Do you have any interest in, in Pulisic at all, Emma?
2: No. No, I am too easily injured, I think, and lovely, lovely player to watch. But that midfield for Chelsea is very, very crowded. So I need to see some evidence that he's going to be getting the points and other players aren't before I will bring him in.
0: Brilliant. I was so excited to, you know, for his return. He's at a cheap price, got the number 10 shirt now, and then he pretty much played at right back, um, replacing Rhys yeah. James. Or oh, that's what it felt yeah, like. Yeah, his
2: heat, his heat maps were really showing where he was, and it's not where I wanted him to be.
0: No, it's a shame. It's a real shame. I mean, Josh, is Pudisic someone that you want?
1: No, I feel like of all the players we've just mentioned, Sterling Aguero, Mane, Rashford we'd definitely captain all of them. He'd happily captain all of them. And even Bale, not now, obviously, but I reckon he will be a captaincy option at some point later in the season. I don't think I'd ever captain Pulisic. And um, the thing is, is, like I said a minute ago with Chelsea, I feel like we've got some great options, but I feel like the points will be spread amongst Pulisic, Havertz, Werner, and uh and Zayic once they're all up to speed and I kind of feel like it, it's it's that it's that whole thing you know like back in the day when Liverpool had Coutinho Lallana etc and, and, and it was like it constantly changed week after week as to who who picked up the points and I, I feel like it could actually be better just to avoid it completely
0: I feel like if he had the form he had at some points last season I would actually captain him but Based, yeah, based on that last game, I think he's an easy, I mean, we've said it about most of these players apart from Sterling, you know, any, an easy, you know, wait and see.
1: Yeah, they got um, United as well away this week. Um, So, I mean, you know, they're horrific defensively at the moment, but I think that'll be a, you know, a, a still a good test. It's still United and, and they'll be bang up for that game. Um, yeah, well,
2: both, just, are, both are horrific defensively at the moment aren't they? They are
1: indeed. They are indeed. So it would be interesting to see that and um but yeah, he's not they're not a priority. Chelsea aren't a priority for me, United aren't a priority. So um yeah, just kind of, you know, biding my biding my time until um until they start to show more consistency really.
2: But so, I, love, I love Rashford as a person. He's just such a leading example, isn't he, of, of what a foot, young footballer could be like?
1: No, he is.
0: I mean, he's, in, he's an incredible person. And actually, it, it does kind of make you want to get players like that in. Um, yeah, that's and why
2: I like him and Sterling. I just think that they're, they're, they're really great leaders.
1: I think there's Rashford as well. I was just going to say it's just... I'd love it if he was playing through the middle the whole time. Irrelevant of being an out-of-position FPL asset. I don't even don't care if he's class as a forward. He is so much better through the middle. And I actually think that if he was playing through the middle, he'd be up there as a contender for Golden Boot. He's that good. And I just feel like with Rashford, he puts 110% into every single game. And I don't feel like you get that with Martial. And I'd love it if... They could swap positions, and you just put Martial on the left because let's be honest, he used to play that position before he played as as, as the as the you know number nine.
2: I, uh, I would love, I would love that too. I, yeah. I, 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 they need to give Martial a, a, a step aside and yeah. let Rashford have penalties the and play through the middle. Yep. That yeah, so we could all exactly. bring him in.
1: He'd be, he'd be class. Even as, a cl- even as he was classified as a forward, he'd be right up there in terms of goals over the course of the season. He's he's fantastic player. He's got so much energy.
0: We've got one question from FPL Rodney. Now, FPL Rodney's asking the best Chelsea asset for the next four to six game week. Emma, who's your preferred Chelsea asset for the next four to six game weeks?
2: I have to say Werner because I have him, but Otherwise, I would go Havertz, I think, because he was linking up quite well with Werner. So I think that that, that's a partnership that looked like there's some evidence for.
1: Nice. And what what about you, Josh? I would, even though I'm not interested in any of them at the moment, I would chance it on Pulisic because
0: he's the cheapest
1: one, isn't he? I think he's the cheapest one. Yeah, just about. He's the cheapest one. He's... The least owned out of him, Havertz and Werner, let's take Ziyech out of it for a second. I don't think he's... I know, Ziyech is actually cheaper. Um, but out of um, the the three of them, Havertz, Werner and and Pulisic, he's the cheapest and, and the least owned. So, yeah, I, I'd go for him because he's a bit more tried and tested as well. The injury side of things puts you off a little bit. But I feel like if you look at his minutes and the points that he accumulated last season... So he played 1,717 minutes. You times that by two, that is basically 3,420, which is the maximum of minutes you can play in a 38-game week season, times his, uh, his points that he got by two, and he's got a 260-point season, essentially. So it shows the potential that he's got as an FPL asset. He, he just,
2: is a fabulous F- FPL yeah, asset. Exactly. I, mean, I would love to see him really, really prosper this, this game week. I'm just a little worried because last year... He was a star in in a team that was very young and and not full of these stellar players, whereas this year he's got some competition.
1: He's not in the limelight as much.
2: But my life becomes a lot easier if Chelsea are doing well, so I hope they all do fabulously.
0: we move on to our third headline. Are we wasting valuable budget on premium defenders? Mad Hatter on our Slack saying throw the defence on the fire or keep faith in the higher priced assets. And we have Jeff Pedder who's asking, is double Liverpool defence worth keeping for their attacking output? And that's assuming the defensive returns are now potentially hindered. Obviously, that's in light of not only the Alisson injury, um, but they've got Van Dijk who looks like he's out for the majority of the season, if not the whole season. So... Emma, I mean, what do you think about the Liverpool players at the moment? Are you looking at you know, double Liverpool defence? Are you looking at going without any at all?
2: So um, I have a spreadsheet that I've built on nice. defence at the moment. <laughs> and I think that what I'm looking at for Liverpool is I only have TAA at the moment. And I think it's going to depend on how the team tactics change because of Van Dyke being out. So will they be worse as defenders? Will they have to become less attacking? Will they have to defend more? Will, they get, will their heat maps change? Um, the only player that's getting consistent attacking returns right now is Robertson. So if you've got Robertson, I would definitely keep him. Um, and I have been experimenting because the, the decision for TAA is, is that three million that you pay over a 4.5 defender. How else can you use it? So you could take those funds and it could get me Chilwell, Samedo, Seiss and Keane. As upgrades for the 4.5, and I'm starting to wonder whether the point spread there could actually be quite a fun thing to do because you would get more attacking returns. But difficult to tell because if, if TAA comes into form, then then we'll all be bringing him straight back in. So whatever you do, I think you need to have a path to bring them back in very quickly.
0: I think that's a great point you make because I mean it is hard to get them back, you know, once you've come off of them. But also, like you say, the money does go so far. And I mean, I've been looking at the money, taking the money out of the defence. You can put it into those amazing attackers. But I actually also like the point you make about spreading it maybe more medium-priced defenders. Um, and it does sound like you can do do a lot with that. Josh, what's your thoughts on, on the Liverpool defence? Are you keeping the players that you have? Are you looking to get any more in?
1: No, I'm definitely just <laughs> sticking with TAA to start to, for the time being. I think unless you're on wildcard, I wouldn't prioritise it. Unless you really need the money um, for an attacking, you know, player that you've you've not got, that you feel you don't want to go without. But yes, they're not as likely to keep clean sheets um, at the moment now with obviously Adrian in goal and no Van Dijk. But I mean, game week six at home to Sheffield United really... They're like the bluntest team in the league, pretty much. I think if you can't keep a clean sheet there, even with Gomez and Matip or Fabino at centre back, whatever, I think you know they'd, uh, they'd. I think they'll definitely keep a clean sheet. Yeah, big. that's
2: that's a very good point. I think they've got two two good fixtures. Yeah, regardless. West Ham, so we have so we have some time, don't we, to, to see yeah. what's happening.
1: Yeah, I think definitely for the if, if you if you own both, I'd keep for the next two: Sheffield United at home, West Ham at home. If you own one, I would stick. And if you were wild carding, I'd remove all of them. And I'd just go with uh, a bit more budget. But if you look at, I mean, if you look at defenders in general, this season so far, um, the top five defenders, who would have thought it after five game weeks, are Sice, Mings, Castagna, Cresswell, Concer. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. So really, you could argue getting the premium defenders now is the time to get them before the trend changes okay yes you could argue robertson and trent you know from a clean sheet perspective yes but you know from a stats perspective they're up there as always So's is luca Dina, and it's normally those three from a chance is created and and you know touches in the last uh, touches in um in, in the opposition half that they're, they're up there they always are um another name to add to add them is actually breaking the mold a little bit this season of those three normally being the best in terms of attacking stats and obviously um uh, normally alongside them is, is 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 Doherty who's obviously not an option at the moment because he's not even starting but the, the player that's breaking the mold is, is actually Aaron Creswell um Who's who's doing really well. So in the first five game weeks, he's actually created the most chances um, amongst all defenders uh, with 12. um, And he's actually got the most successful crosses amongst all defenders with 14. So, yeah, he's um, he's definitely an an interesting option to sort of uh, to to look at 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 a cheaper price of five million
0: those top five defenders as well two of them haven't even played like the full amount of games because two of them two of them are villa players um, yeah. and Robertson's down in seventh uh, I think it all depends on what you can do with that money because I think you both make a great point that you know the next two home the next two games for Liverpool are incredible you know their home games etc but I mean if that money you know downgrading them maybe to a Dallas or an Eiling or Concert. if that then enables you to get maybe Kane in or you don't have Salah or you want to punt on Mane and especially if you're going to captain one of these players I think I think I'd I'd go for it but I mean I wouldn't just do it for fun I wouldn't downgrade you know Robertson to, to Mings and then leave the money in the bank um, anything crazy like that um, so we've got a question from Jay roz who's asking what are the key stats you look at when evaluating defenders and given the numbers of goals this season would you discount clean sheet potential in any analysis for replacements? So I mean Emma are there any particular stats you're looking at? You know you mentioned your spreadsheet for example. Is there anything yes, you look at so, in particular?
2: So I, I started by looking at expected goals against to get a feeling for the whole team mm. and and clean sheets again but we're not getting many of those and I looked at the stats for I've got I, I, my spreadsheet has sev- several years of stats on it because it's really difficult to tell at this stage of the season. Um, the, the stats don't really mean that much um, because they're not statistically significant. Um, so yeah. And there's this rapid Man City Wolves, Man U and Chelsea were best last season. This season at the moment it's Aston Villa Wolves, West Ham. I mean, very surprising. Yeah. Um and this was this is expected goals against, and the defenders are quite tough to weigh up as their stats can be quite distorted. I think by you know the occasional lucky header, so it's quite hard to read all the statistics even from past seasons. I, I used to value home fixtures more, and now I look at shots in the box to get some idea as to who's in the right position at least. Um, so looking at the shots in the box, this year we've got Masuaku, Rambasaka, Maguire, Dunk. And last year it was Doherty, Van Dyke, Maguire, Mina, Egan, Ake, Dunk, and Cahill. So Cahill was somebody I was quite interested in. If if he's fit, um, he was he looked like he might have been going off injured. Um, and then you've got Cresswell. You've got you've got some really great cheaper defenders, and it's it's watching them as well that I get. I I really like to have players in my team that I enjoy watching. So so Lamptey is is just great fun to watch. I did think that, that, that Diaz for Man City was look was looking quite interesting. I'm gonna keep keep him on my watch list. It's just
0: with Pep Roulette, I guess, with someone like someone like Diaz.
1: It's just yeah. using up a, a city spot on a defender, which makes me feel like I wouldn't want to do it.
0: Yeah, I like that you use shots in the box because that's actually a table I, I like to look at. I mean it, it does like I think like you said, later on in the season you can take a bit more from it when you've got a bit more data. But I do like looking at shots in the box for for defenders, just because after a few weeks, you know, you always see the same kind of names up there. Like Sa is Sa- Sa- he's always quite high up there. Um, yeah. yeah, so it's a like good him. question,
2: isn't it? And and I and I think yeah. that the the clean sheet potential, it's hard it's hard to include it. But but that's where I'm looking at whether I spread. So I'm hoping that more than one attacking defender can get a return. You know, if you've got four quite attacking defenders, you might get one or two returns. Whereas if you're putting all your money into into one or two very expensive ones if they don't return then that's it
0: no I really like that and we've got one more question on on slack so I'll direct this one to you Josh just so we can move on to the next topic um so Stefan's asking the best Doherty or Van Dijk replacements
1: oh tough one um I mean it's a shame yeah both of them aren't really options at the moment obviously Van Dijk's potentially out of the season and Doherty's not playing I'd, I'd go I'd go down um and be looking at I mean right now Probably looking at Max Kilman, um, who <laughs> is at
2: oh, 4.0. You are such a n- risk taker. <laughs>
1: I think he, he's, he's, he's at 4.0. Or a points chaser. <laughs> he started the last two. He's got three bonus points in the last two games. Um, and I don't think he'll lose his spot at the moment. Two great fixtures coming up, at home to Newcastle and at home to Crystal Palace. I don't think you've got much to lose, providing your other four defenders are ones that you'd be happy to play. Other than him, I think Arsenal defenders are interesting. Um, they've just obviously played away to um, uh, Liverpool and away to City. So those two games are out of the way. Their run of fixtures is, is a lot nicer now. Um, and I really... As I've said before, I like the look of Bellerin. But the other one I actually prefer at the moment is is, is Kieran Tierney. He's only 0.4 more. He's more nailed than Bellerin. And I think um, he's great. I think he's going to get some nice attacking returns this season. Um, both of them are lowly owned. So I think, um, yeah, they're, they're two exciting options to go for. And I think with um, Thomas Partey, uh, Arsenal's new signing in there as well, I think they're going to keep quite a lot of clean sheets this season.
0: I really thought you were going to say Bellerin again. <laughs> I'd almost set yeah. it up for you. You did, but then you said um, Tierney. Oh, Tierney. T- 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 yeah. I, yeah. I agree.
2: I agree with the Tierney shout, actually. I watched the the the. the, the game and I thought that he was the best of the defenders I quite like um is it Regulion yeah, for, for Spurs. Right. I think he's only just settling in but he looked quite quite interesting Samedo mm. I think has got real potential he hasn't really found his, the way to deal with some of the kind of diagonal shots I felt um and he's settling into his role but but again I think that he he's has real potential for attacking returns and he's so fast.
1: Mm, it's a real shame that James has been dropped for Chelsea. I'm telling you he if he could have nailed nailed that position down, he would have been huge yeah. this season. And of course
2: Chilwell would might be a potential replacement, but I'm not holding my breath for a clean sheet from Chelsea anytime soon.
1: And I think as well when Ziyech comes back, he'll lose um, he'll lose his set pieces. Ziyech will be on all of them pretty much.
2: Yeah, good it, point. it, good it, it point. looked
0: like it from when Zayech came off the bench that you know he took a couple of corners from what I saw. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I do think that's that is very likely to happen. Um, I, I think personally, I would just downgrade as far as possible. I'd probably I'd probably look at someone like Dallas or Eiling, and I know Josh has got both of them. I, I thought Leeds looked really good yesterday. I know I know they lost. But I mean, I thought that's...
1: Ailing was Ailing was class last night. I think he thought...
0: looks look better than Dallas actually. Yeah, um, oh, I, I much I was
2: better. torn. I was torn between them. They both look great. That they're, they're they're really really attacking and and really fun to watch. Yeah, no, they are.
1: much energy. I mean, he, he for me he looks no different to to Trent and Robbo in the way that he he pushes forward now far up he gets, and I think. You know, I played Dallas um, uh, in my team the week just gone because actually from a stats perspective, it was looking better yeah. and he was drifting into midfield and he was getting better, you know, better chances. But after last night, I'm, I'm all over Ailing. He's um, I think the points are uh, imminent with him personally.
0: Yeah, I think so. So I'd much rather downgrade, you know, quite a bit. Go cheap with players like that. And then you can spend that money on these premium you know, midfielders and strikers we were talking about earlier. So we'll move on to our last headline. So it's the best value budget players. Now, I think we've covered a few of the defenders already. We'll move on to the midfielders. Do you have any midfielders you particularly like in the budget range, Emma?
2: Yes, I do. I have. So I I was, I thought McGinn played quite a nice game for, for Villa if you can't stretch to getting Barclay or or, or um, Grealish in. But actually, the person who I just thought was fantastic as a player was Saka. Now, at the moment, he is—he seems to be playing every other game, which I think could form part of a rotation. And he was the best thing on the Arsenal pitch, it felt like, at the weekend. He was everywhere and his stats were looking pretty good as well. So, so that's somebody I would definitely be interested in.
1: One thing it's- interesting actually about him is that um, they look like they changed formation at the weekend. Uh, they look like they went... 4-3-3 three, three. and um, therefore Saka was playing in the middle with um I think it was with Xhaka and Sabios she- and, and before when they were playing 3-4-3 three, three, he didn't really have a he didn't really have an obvious spot because you've got that front three with so much composition, obviously, is going to play, and alongside, you know, and Ketia or Lacazette, and you've got William and Pepe. And then left back, it seems to be Ainsley, mate, you know, left wing back, it seems to be only Ainsley, Mate, Niles, or Saka. Whereas if he can hold down a spot, yeah, I think he's a, he's a steal at, at 5.3. I mean, he could be a similar sort of um, option to sort of Foden in terms of what he can. Provide at such a low price for a pre for a for a top six side.
0: Maybe a Podence replacement if people are getting tired of podents Who are, I mean, I wouldn't recommend selling podents. I actually thought he looked all right.
2: I, yeah, thought, Podence, I thought Podence. I thought podents looked quite good, and I'm not sure I would have had him taken Is off. It's... I know they need to bring in Triore because he's a, a poor be quite man's good. Hazard, isn't he? But but I mean, if you look at um, Saka's stat, he had six shots. He's only played half the games. He's had the same number of shots as a He's had um more shots in the box than a six versus four. He's got higher X G than a uh-huh. And yeah. At 5.3 because his price is fallen. I think he's an absolute steal and I'm looking at whether I can put him into a rotation with with some other lower price players That's which might fair. include a defender or or a cheaper forward so that I don't have to worry if he doesn't play the good well, thing is, is he, he seems to be playing the whole game or not at all which yeah, is what you want that. you don't want somebody you know Skipping on for 20 minutes in a
0: one-point. I oh, no, I really like that shout, actually. I really like that shout, especially just looking at his stats and his and his heat map just now. Um perfect. What well, I mean, what about you, Josh, for midfielders?
1: You can't knock uh Suchek, really. Um I know he's not really had points so far. He's only got one assist in the first in the first five game weeks, but from a from an XG perspective, he's had one point two nine XG. Um, which is which is higher than uh, Rashford, um, higher than Grealish, higher than Foden. Uh, plenty of you know options that we think are uh, you know are are, are more attractive. Um, so I think the goals will come. Um, I'll probably skip him for the next two against City and Liverpool. But I think, yeah, game week eight against Fulham, really nice time to bring in Suchek. Hopefully, he'll be still at 4.9. He's gone down to from uh, five. I think um, Alanson Maximum is looking really sharp. Just signed a new contract. Seems to have got through that injury that he had at the start of the season. Um, He's gone down to 5.3. So he's really, really interesting. Um, And uh, the fixtures aren't too bad. And then that, I mean... You can't not mention Jorginho. I don't really want to. Because
0: I, I he... said about him on WhatsApp the other day when I was talking about my transfers
1: mm. and you, you were like, ooh. Yeah, <laughs> I just think it's just a matter of time before he gets dropped um, because... But really, you're going to recommend
0: him to the listeners? Yeah, I, I, really, <laughs> I, just... I
2: really hope he gets dropped because then Werner will have penalties. So just drop him, Frank. Or Havertz.
1: Yeah, maybe. Um, oh. I, I just feel like... I'm not recommending him, but I feel like we've got to acknowledge what he's doing. Um, He came, he started the season at five. He's now 5.2. He's played four, uh, four of the five games so far. And, and he's got returns in three of them in the other one. He missed a pen. He's still on penalties. And, um, you know, Really, I think it's a matter of time before either we go Kovacic-Kante or even potentially Mount plays in that middle two, which then allows him to still be in the team with Pulisic, Havertz, Zayec and Werner ahead of him. But you have to acknowledge what he's done at his price. And, and you know, he's, yeah, a bit he's, of a, done,
2: he's done well, hasn't he? Yeah, he? has,
1: He's a bit of a... As bad as it sounds, it's a bit of a casuals pick at the moment. I personally wouldn't go for him, but I can see why his uh his ownership is 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 going up and he's and he's getting price rises week on week.
0: Yeah, and it was a beautiful assist he had got the other the other day as well. So yeah, no. I, I actually don't yeah, don't mind him that much. I was just surprised at your reaction on on WhatsApp the other day, but never mind. Um so Emma, do you have any strikers that you like? Yeah, you know, best value budget
2: strikers. Yeah, so I like Watkins. So thanks for getting his price up. That's all right. Um, <laughs> and Wilson is interesting because he has some vast percentage of the XG for Newcastle. So I don't think Newcastle are a great team at the moment. But any points that are coming from Newcastle, if Sam Maximan doesn't doesn't provide the assists, it's Wilson who's gonna be getting the goals, I think. So I think he could be quite quite useful. And then, then one player that I started to notice in, in the, the Leeds-Wolves game was Rodrigo. And he's not there yet. He's, he, again, I think is somebody who needs to, to really settle into a pattern of play and get used to the team. But, but he was some of his handling of the ball, I thought, was really, really skilled. So, so I think he could be one that we all start to switch into when Leeds fixtures change in a few weeks' time.
0: Perfect. I like those. And what about you, Josh? You've got a striker that you're looking at in that budget budget range?
1: I'm not looking at any in terms of uh, bringing them in. I brought in Antonio last week um, ahead of game week eight, really, when they're at home to Fulham and their good fixture start. I think his stats are great. His XG was was fantastic after restart last season and continues to still be good. Hopefully with Noble not in the team now, he might be on pens as well. So I think he's a great option. Um, and then I think you can't not talk about Rian Brewster. Um, he's obviously didn't start the weekend, which I was surprised by, um, but a 4.5 million option Um, who's just been signed for over £20 and is going to surely be Sheffield United's number one striker. I think let him have the next three game weeks against Liverpool City and Chelsea. And game week nine, they come into West Ham at home, West Brom away, Leicester at home, Southampton away. So after the next international break, and I think if you want the money, he's a great option to get in and he could be the best bargain in the game, potentially.
0: Yeah, he could be one for Emma's plan. Where you know, Emma, you mentioned rotating with Saka. I mean, I don't know exactly what the rotation is, but yeah, using players like Brewster and Saka, I'm sure they could, you know, for a very cheap price, interchange
1: quite well.
2: Yeah, I I, I think I could have some fun doing that actually, and I, it looks like I'm almost certainly going to have to to bring in an awful lot of players around game week eight nine. The wild card. It's looking Use like I've got to find a way of holding it till then.
0: Yeah. At least you still got your wild card. That's good. good. Um, I think for this budget range, I mean, I bought in Watkins the other week. I think I weighed it all up. Um, It was either him or more pay. More pay is on penalties. But just, I mean, he was 5.9 million. He's now 6 million. I think it's incredible value. And I mean, his game week, you know, until the new year, they don't really have a tough game, apart from that Um, Arsenal fixture.
2: These are such good, good players as well for the money it makes it very hard to have premium forwards when you've got all this talent that are going to be getting plenty of points that are are under 6.5 It it makes it really hard for me
0: to want to get Calvert-Lewin in because there's players for less than Calvert-Lewin who, you know, they're not performing as well. But I mean, over the course of a season, maybe they could perform almost as well as Calvert-Lewin.
1: Yeah, I think I think what what it does unfortunately do is it it makes um, great picks like Jimenez and Ings less attractive now because, you know, week on week, I, I would never captain Ings or Jimenez. I mean, Jimenez had... Fulham at home uh week before last and I didn't captain him and I owned him. Um if you're not gonna captain him for that game then you then you're never gonna gonna catch him. So it's like well well why not save two two million and go for Antonio or Wilson? Um do you know what I mean? Whereas I feel like the Verners and the Martials when he's back, you know, you would at least consider the captaincy on them. So, um, yeah, I I think I think there's some fantastic budget strikers and it's great to see because we've had some seasons in the past where there's barely been any.
0: Well, I've just had a message from the Iceman, so we're going to quickly go for the Iceman's piss. back listeners we're going to move straight into our questions so we've got a question on our slack channel from the one and only Stefan and Stefan said can we finally put the popular narratives to an end and just admit we are trying to find patterns and truths and stuff that is really just variance and he's made some great bullet points so more goals due to empty stadiums this game week saw few goals and Primera division are having an opposite problem with no goals being scored He's made the point that Salah never scores away. He's now scored three and three away games so far. And the final one is that Villa being the best defensive team next up. What do you think about that, Josh? There's some really good points that he's put together there.
1: Yeah, I mean, if I'm honest with you... Um... I do love patterns um, and uh, things that, that that we try to to unearth in terms of helping us uh, with our FPL decisions. I'm not entirely sure about the goals. I don't really keep an eye on the Primera Division uh, a great deal, but I'm really intrigued by the the, uh, the thoughts on Salah. Um, and one of the narratives is that Salah does better without Mane, um, and he scored two of those three away goals um, without Mane in the team, obviously away to uh, to Aston Villa in game week four. So I kind of challenge, challenge that he is better away from home this season, um, and I feel like really from now until the end of the season, when is starting and they're both in the team together, um, unless it's due to penalties, I, I personally still feel it would be unlikely for Salah to get a big haul away from home when they're both playing. Um, well, typically, when he's got his big hauls um, in the last couple of seasons, it's always been when Mane's not been on the pitch when it's been away from home. So I still personally feel that one exists. As for Villa... Uh, being the league's best the, the league's best defence um, at the moment. Yeah, I think they are the form defence. I think they've got a good defensive back four. They've got arguably one of the, if not the best keeper in the league. I think Douglas Lewis looks like a great defensive midfielder. So I do think that will continue. Um, and I just think it's what they've focused on after restart and they've taken it really well into this season.
0: Yeah, and I love that you shouted out Emmy Martinez as well. Um, I mean, what do you think about those, Emma?
2: I just love this question. If I couldn't give myself the illusion of control through interpreting and and extrapolating the stats, I think I'd have to find a new hobby. Does (laughs) Stefan have any suggestions? Yeah, I mean, the statistical point of view, the sample sizes we're dealing with are way too small to be reliable at this stage in the season. And so that's why I look at previous season stats though the stats were all indicating Kane's current hot streak.
0: I, I just love hearing from Stefan again, and he's he's very hard to argue with. So I, I, personally, I'm not even going to try. <laughs> um, I'm just, just going to move on to the to the next question. But I believe he might be on the pod soon. Fingers crossed. He is. Yeah, oh, there we go. There we go. Um, so we've got a question, Emma, from Espen Frostad in our Slack, who said Villa midfield, some really interesting assets. Grealish versus Barkley and McGinn going under the radar. So, I mean, do you have a favorite Villa midfielder?
2: No, I don't actually. Um, so Grealish, nine shots, three on target, eight in the box. Barkley, nine shots, four on target, five in the box. McGinn, six shots, two on target, but he's doing well for exists. I think they're all perform- overperforming their points on versus their stats. So, I think choose based on your budget or wait for a couple more weeks to see a clearer idea of where Villa performance levels are is what I would do. But I do think their defence and goalie would be more of a priority for me.
0: Yeah. And and like we mentioned earlier, those fixtures are incredible. (laughs) Um, So we'll move on to a question from Helmo, who's asking best midfielders below the nine million mark. So, I mean, Helmo in particular has nine point four million to spend. I mean, do you have a favourite one there, Emma?
2: Well, I went and checked Helmo's team. He's already got Son and Rodriguez. So I would get Rashford I think and it's a really nice looking team
3: Helmu.
0: nice you really do like Rashford you really do like Rashford we've got a question on Twitter from Jamie Dodd now Jamie's asking it seems seems to me like the idea of a season keeper has gone out the window stalwarts like Jimenez who tick over are now considered dispensable is it the case we should be jumping on and off everyone rather than keeping a core group of players so I mean Emma what do you what do you think about that question from Jamie
2: well, I think, and I'm speaking from bitter experience, that the players who do the wise thing and season keep. I remember one one FPL last year are just quieter. It's those who like novelty of this week's bandwagon flood onto the airwaves with noise and Twitter and saying what they're jumping on. So having core cool players, safe transfers, that's a really good idea. And I think you just need to be patient with the players you pick and stick with them.
0: I do agree because while I've got, you know, Kane and Salah in this week, I still sold 25 points worth of players. I mean, Josh also, you so- you sold Werner as well. So, you know, we, we were playing with fire a bit there and I guess Kane bailed us out. So we'll we move on to our feedback anyway. So we've got some feedback this week. Um, There's a lot of positive comments, Emma, about, about you being on the podcast. Um, oh, so, um, I saw that. that's really
2: nice. Yeah,
0: no, it was nice. It was nice. Um, so we've got M. Bison22 who says, wow, congratulations, Emma. Wilson who says you rock Emma and FPL0 blog I just want to say thank you for being allowed in Emma's mini league and that's obviously that's in reference to your the league the mini league is named after you after that <laughs> yes, that, that that's, win last it's year it's
2: very funny thank
0: you <laughs> I, I, it was quite strange because I didn't I didn't know it was called that and I wonder what the mini league was at first but <laughs> it just it just said so come up with Emma's league you're just in it but um, it wasn't
2: my idea by the way I I knew nothing about it till I was in it
0: I'm I'm guessing it was the Iceman. That would yeah, be my Yeah, no, prediction. it was, it was yeah.
2: nice thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so we'll move on to our partner chat. Now we've got Miko tokvam every week with his algorithm. Now, if you'd like, if you're interested in that, you can go to Patreon.com forward slash transfer algorithm now he's got the ice man's team and he said basically with one free transfer and 4.5 million to spend the options are plenty in defense dia to saiz gives you 0.20 bcv but leaves a lot of cash in the bank yeah because he's got 4.5 million in the bank in attack davis to calvert lewin makes you able to bench your defender changing formation that increases your bcv by 0.22 in midfield, getting Barkley or Grealish in for Burke improves your BCV by the same way, increasing it by 0.25 to 0.23, but leaving a little more money on the sidelines. So, the move that's recommended this week for the Iceman is to bring in Calvert Lewin in for Davis. So we're also partnered with the Fantasy Football Hub and have been given an exclusive sign-up code of SURGERY15. So if you go to fantasyfootballhub.co.uk, you can sign up there for 15% off with that code. So that code, once again, is capital letters SURGERY15. Last but not least, we are partnered with FPL Doodles at FPL Doodles1 on Twitter. Now, he does the artwork for the pod release tweet every single week. And yeah, I love him. Absolutely love him. So thanks, Doodles so yeah, we're we'll moving really on th- great he is isn't he <laughs> lo- and he does all sorts
2: of commissions and things i think as well
0: he does he does yeah he's got a website somewhere i think if people go on his go on his twitter page they'll be able to they'll be able to see that we'll move on to our trap tins now so we'll start with you josh um what's your transfers and who's your captain
1: Our plan is to roll uh, this week um i'm actually quite enjoying the idea of having Two and sort of making three moves, um you know. If 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 I need to, moving forward rather than making a transfer uh, each week, quite quite enjoying that so far this season. Um So yeah, plan is to roll captain. Currently, uh, is Harry Kane, but um we'll make the decision definitely between him and Salah after uh, the uh, midweek European games.
0: Yeah, because they're playing on Thursday, aren't they, Tottenham?
1: Yeah, indeed, they're at then- home. Yeah. And um Liverpool are away to Ajax, I think, on Wednesday night.
0: Really. And what about you, Emma? Have you thought about your transfers and your capture? I have yet? done
2: my I have done my transfer. I have bought in Kane because I needed the leftover cash to do my move next week. But if he gets injured this week, I will be wildcarding before Friday, I guess. Though so wow. hopefully not. Hopefully not. I didn't really want to bring Kane in whilst he had a midweek game. Um but there we go. Fingers crossed. Have-
0: have you left a lot of money in the back? I mean, have you got the exact money for your move next week, or have you got I've a got, bit, of, bit of leeway? I've
2: got 0.3 and I need 0.2, so. Wow,
1: well, what's the move next week?
2: It's bringing in a, 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 a another Wolves defender. And did you say who your captain was? Sorry. Captain, I think there's going to be um, Salah, though at the moment it's on Kane.
0: Brilliant. So you're both both on Kane. Now my move, I see the reason I asked how much you had in the bank spare Emma is because I'd planned my moves last week and I had the option to do Havertz to Sun this week if Sun did well, and I actually had an extra 0.1 more than I needed when I did my transfers on Friday night, and Sun's risen 0.2 since then, so I now can't do Havertz to Son as planned. Uh, I know, uh, and I so wish I just, I know I should have just done the minus uh. eight last week, but yeah I don't know if it's a blessing in disguise or if I should just do a hit um so I'm I'm gonna have to have a good think about it really because That's I mean so t- tough I, I was
2: worried about about um price a price drop with a price rise and then I would have been stuck
0: I sh- I should have paid more attention really but I but I didn't and then I just suddenly realized on Sunday that oh actually I don't have enough money anymore um but but never but never mind and I, I think the only reason i've got to decide if i want to do a hit for son is i don't see myself keeping in more than three weeks i'm happy with kane for the long term so it's it's quite a big decision for me to make havertz has you know he's got attacking returns in the last three games so it's not an easy minus four even though some people you know absolutely adore son i'm not completely convinced on it and so i'm gonna have a long long think captain i'm gonna go for salah he, i mean it's either salah kane or sterling but i really do think i bought salah in because i have to captain him so i think i'm gonna go through with it josh do you want to quickly run through both of the mini leagues
1: yeah so the um fpl surgery podcast league uh in fifth place is matt scrg uh in fourth place is Jorising Bassi with 116 points this week uh third is aravind Vasu Devan, second is Sean McCall, and first is Tony Omondi. And in the um, FPL Surgery Patreon League, um, fifth is Carlos Carranza, fourth is Lee Barring, third is James Jong, second is Ian Gibson, and first is still Espen frostard
0: Brilliant. And we also have our manager of the month. We forgot to mention it last, last week. So, Carlos Carranza. Was actually manager of the month um, for September in in that Patreon league, so I believe you're going to get some get some prizes sent to you um, from from the Iceman. Emma, do you mind going through your three best picks for this game week?
2: Yeah, so I've gone a little bit kind of um, left field, I guess. So Jimenez has got two lovely fixtures, and he's not in form, but he's a very reliable player, and I think you could do worse than than. Um, Having him for the next couple of weeks, Sice I think is really good, and until the Wolves have sorted out their defence, I think that he could well be scoring in the next couple of weeks as well. He got he got a great goal disallowed in the, in mm-hmm. the last match, and Mane I think I would love to have him in my team. He's just so good to watch, and I think he'll be he'll be doing well in the fixtures they've got in the next fortnight. So those will be my three people that I would love to bring in. I had to get Kane, but it's not that I wanted to.
0: <laughs> you did it reluctantly, despite yeah. what you saw on yeah. on Amazon. <laughs> Brilliant. And um, so, do you have three differential picks as well?
2: Yeah. So my three differential picks. So one is definitely Saka. I desperately want to get him in my team. Rodrigo from Leeds. I am planning to get him in somehow or other once once I see signs that he's settling in. And Kilman. Oh, that would that would be a a, a lovely punt if I had a free transfer. If the
1: Kilman bandwagon. Yeah. Yeah. he's
2: nothing la- like a like a bandwagon to jump on.
1: No, he's just so cheap, isn't he? He's just so cheap. It's 4.0, honestly, if he can lock he's only 23 as well, so, you know, you can't say he's he's been on the sidelines for for a long time and he's not up to that level. I think he's if he can keep his space in that in that team, you've got man of the match on uh, against um leads on monday night
2: yeah well he did and 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 i i I wouldn't i wouldn't want you to think i make rash you know decisions unless they're in the middle of the night and and (laughs) i i listened to two wolves fan podcasts today and they both were kind of indicating that he might well keep his place
0: oh wow
1: oh wow i love it the attention to detail with the wolves fan podcast that must have been on the athletic i'm presuming
2: no, no, I went, I, I didn't, I didn't just want to rely on the athletics. So I went off and found some podcasts run by fans. And yeah, I know this is a bit obsessive, isn't it? It's very important to me. I it's beat, I, I beat my working. family again this year.
1: You got
0: yeah. me thinking now, you got me thinking now because he's, he's so cheap and all, all I knew about him before, before now was that he, he was a futsal player and I know he played for Maidenhead. And <laughs> that's about the extent of my knowledge on Kilman. So, I mean, if the podcast is saying he might keep his place in the team, maybe he could be yeah. a way to free up a free up a bit of money for, say, like Rhys James. You could save a million pounds.
1: Yeah, then I could definitely. get Son in. Two and great fixtures coming yeah. up. What a time to bring him in.
0: Yeah, I guess it's a case of if if you start him as well, but yeah, no. Well, well, I mean,
2: I think there's a logic, particularly if you've got a wild card, you can then exit him if he doesn't if he doesn't do anything, or bring him in on a wild card in a couple of weeks when you know whether he's actually kept his place or not. I think there's some talk that 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 he he may be owning it, but but who knows? They have a lot of really good defenders coming in
0: some of some of us wasted our wild cards so we've got to be a bit more a bit more careful please help support the podcast at patreon.com forward slash fpl surgery please join the fpl surgery podcast league that code is 439 hw9 that code again is 439 hw9 you can find us on facebook soundcloud reddit and twitter our twitter handle is at fpl surgery please subscribe on itunes and remember to rate the podcast five stars or you can send an email to us fpl surgery podcast at gmail.com now i would say actually as well just don't forget that it's a friday deadline this week now emma we've got a question for you from well a general question but we're we'll directed at you from fpl cis um so can you enjoy a game week where everyone bangs almost all big hitters haul and it feels like water is being shred?
2: So the simple answer for me is no. I much prefer to have other people being miserable around me, and, <laughs> and Twitter alive with moaning, because that makes me feel really happy. There we go. That's an honest answer. I know it's it's it's. Um, if you want to be happy in this game, I think the 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 thing I would really recommend, because it's been great, is join a Slack channel where there's lots of chat and lots of advice. It really makes the the game come alive, and then a bad game week really doesn't matter because There's plenty of other things going on and there's always somebody who can sympathize with you that's
0: true there's always someone that's done as done as badly as you um always in the same in the same boat although obviously not this week this week it was a good week yeah um,
2: it, was a, but, it was it was a fine week but I much prefer it when not all the big hitters call.
0: yeah I mean this was my first green arrow since June so I, I, I've enjoyed it myself but I, I can good. relate with the yeah having to console yourself with other people but um but Emma thank you so much for coming on today um no I mean, it's we're... been
2: really fun thank you so much for inviting me
0: it has been no, and no. Thank you for coming on. And I mean, where can our listeners find you if they want to, you know, interact with you on social media or anything?
2: Um, you can find me at Jump the Wave on Twitter. Brilliant. It's the best place.
0: Excellent. Well, no, thanks again, Emma. And thanks so much, Emma. It's
2: a pleasure. And, it's been great fun.
0: And just one more thing for you to say, Josh. Up the pod. Up
2: the pod.
0: Up the pod.